The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Will, every Sunday night we get in here about an hour before the show and mm. say, what are we going to talk about tonight? Yep. Some days are a lot easier than others, yep. and today is one of those days. It's been a very interesting week on footy, but before we move on to that, MJ, mm. 50 points. Oh, how do you blow a 50-point <laughs> lead? I go for Collingwood, you go for Brisbane. This time last week, <laughs> uh, I could even tell the tone in this first 30 seconds is yep. different to what it was last week. We, we, were, were, we were up and oh, about. Buzzing was the word I think we used. I think, but now Collingwood blew 50-point lead. Don't, don't worry about our massacre over oh. there in the West. That was inevitable. But Collingwood, oh! A draw is a loss when you're 50 points up yeah. halfway through the game. Particularly when you're at a point in the season where you're playing for pride. I know. And you just get that pride robbed of you in the last. <laughs> and also playing for mathematical probabilities, which now, doesn't exist you, anymore. You talk about maths like it's still going to happen. No, you it's not. Give up. Just, no. <laughs> that two points isn't going to help you. Anyway, Season's over. The major talking point of this weekend is Patrick Dangerfield. Yeah, let's not kid ourselves. Will he or will he not get suspended? It's such a big talking point. And, mm. and ours are the opinions I think everyone wants to hear on the issue. Well, bettings are susp- suspended. <laughs> Crown better tuning in now to know whether they should open the markets or not. Ladbrokes are clinging onto this station at the moment. And we're going to talk all things Dangerfield after the break. Now, Will, all eyes for the next couple of days are going to be on the MRP and what happens with Patrick Dangerfield. They because certainly are. if you look at the incident just as an incident yep. and take Patrick Dangerfield's name out of it, yep. he looks like he could get a week. Yep. In isolation, it mm. doesn't look good. And the thing is, Patrick Dangerfield, was he second favourite in the Brownlow? I think as of last week, he was favourite. It was only tw- wow. He was about 220 and Dusty was about 240. It's so interesting because we mm. haven't seen someone top the count since, what is it, McKernan in 96? Yeah. Or Grant in 97, something like that. And it would have been 20 years ago. It's been a long time. And it's concerning for the AFL because I don't think they want either. But it's lose-lose for yeah. the AFL as it stands. And now I think you can't really defend this tackle because I've, I've got the rules here. Mm. We're going really analysis. Yeah, here, we are. Well, I like oh, it. We're going in depth. Mm. So... There's four factors that go into determining what a dangerous tackle is. Yep. And so you've got your sling, you've got your one action. I don't think they apply, but then you've got the player is being tackled in a vulnerable position, i.e. arms pinned with little opportunity to protect himself. Yep. That's what Cruiser found himself in. Mm-hmm. And his head was forced into the ground. The The use of excessive force is arguable. He got knocked out. Well, not knocked out. He got concussed and he didn't come back on the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, there are so many different examples of this tackle happening. And they've ranged from one to two weeks, but it's consistently been done. And the one that people are comparing a lot on the internet is Cam McCarthy tackling St. Kilda's Sam Gilbert. Mm. And he put him on the ground. Sam Gilbert had to be uh, taken off in a stretcher. So it was a significantly worse injury, but still the result was Well, Cruiser still missed the rest of the game. He missed the rest of the game. And Mm. that's the the medical report, which the AFL are very hot on. And this is something that was big a couple of years ago, I think. When it, Do you remember when the word sacrosanct kept coming up? Yeah. Where the head is sacrosanct. The head is sacrosanct. And the MRP started coming down hard on tackles exactly like what Dangerfield's done. And it doesn't matter whose head it is. Mm. Anyone's head is sacrosanct. Mm. Particularly someone like Matthew Matthew Cruiser, who's in all Australian contention. But is Patrick Dangerfield sacrosanct? That's the question. Now, Wayne Carey, mm. Triple M's Wayne Carey. Mm. He is very hot on this topic and he brought it up. He brought it, I think he's been bringing it up for years. But he well, I was chatting to him today at the footy yep. during the Sunday rub and his Twitter blew up last night because everyone said mm. this the same thing's going to happen. Yep. Now, and a few months ago, Fife had a similar incident to, I think it was Elliot Yo, and he got let off yep. and he blew up at about it on the Monday night. And this is what he said two weeks ago when Dustin Martin got nothing for a similar hit. 
Going You're to, big on this duck, aren't you? You, you honestly think one, the match review panel 100%. have categories for good players I'm not, and categories for ordinary players? 100%. That's not do. right, duck. They do. I'm, I'm telling you that's not right. I'll tell you what the match out. review panel don't want. They don't want Dusty Martin or Dangerfield or any of the other favourites to miss a game and not get a Brownlow medal for an incident like that. And if you're telling me otherwise, I am. you're kidding yourself. Now, it almost sounds mm. like he's commenting on Dangerfield's incident already. Yeah. Because that's, uh, that's what he's going to say again if he gets let well, off. Well, he, he did say the same thing this afternoon. Did he? So it's all... It's all mm. going to happen again. So will Dangerfield get a week off? The ball is in the AFL's court. And if mm. he doesn't, I think Wayne Carey is vindicated. Because there's no other way of looking at it. If mm. you replace Dangerfield with a scrub, mm -hmm. with a, a Jared Jansen from, from yeah. Brisbane. Sorry to pick someone out as yeah. a scrub. He's all right. He's pretty handy. He played well over the West Coast today. Yeah. But it's going to be very interesting. And I think the AFL are in a corner here. Now, you were with an AFL player last night. We won't name names at all. No. But they were fairly confident that... Dangerfield should get a week. He was of the opinion that Dangerfield should get a week. Okay. Now I'm really gonna, not going to name names because that's dangerous for him. But yep. uh, it's, oh, I'm so intrigued. Mm. I'm, and I'm really hot on this. I want to find out what happens. Now I'm just looking down our run sheet, Will, and there's one word written here. Yep. <laughs> which is Collingwood. You really wanted to avoid the topic, but you were there today in your official position as a producer of Triple M Footy. Yeah. You're in the back of the box, which yep. was controversial last week. Mm-hmm. Of course, you were pulled up for barracking by Mark Howard and Wayne Schwoss in the yeah. box. I did have to face the um, board here at Triple M during the week <laughs> after initially denying it. Here's what happened last week. 14-27 a play. The frustration in the back row from our non-impartial producer, MJ. Again. He gets a bit Again. feisty when the pies are playing. He <laughs> might have to get called into Lee Simons' office just to straighten things up. You've got to be impartial when you turn up here. Shannon Hearn plays on by foot. You said if the Pies lose, there'll be no post-game interviews. That's the last thing I heard as it goes across the boundary line. <laughs> Were you pulled into Lee Simon's office? Yeah, they weren't too happy with he me. He wasn't impressed. I have to pay for the broken desk, desk up the back as yep. well. Now, things have gotten even more controversial this week because mm. that, you came from behind to win that one. Yeah. And this week, it was a complete capitulation. Yeah, but 50 points up. But before that, when you were 50 points up, you were, you were dropping percentage, you were dropping the F word in meaning finals in this scenario. No. You were talking finals. I know this for a fact because you asked Chew the Chew Man, Ash Chewer, to calculate the percentage. MJ, our producer, Big Collingwood Man, wants to know whether they can still make it. So give me a live ladder-style setup. Yeah, so the Magpies, if they were to win today on the live ladder, the Magpies Can't are two games outside. A glimmer of hope. What's their percentage? Oh. Their, their percentage is pretty ordinary. Yeah. Oh, it's, mm. it's at 99, so... They'd have to win five of the next yeah. four. Two points below That's exactly... Rusey! Rusey goes bang on MJ. You're an idiot. Was that Duck that just said they're not going to do it? Yeah. That's when you're at 50 points up. We were 50 <laughs> points up. Your head in the Greenfield Post on Triple M. This is Will and MJ on Triple mm. M now. MJ, yep. Brad Scott's spray on Magic Door last Saturday. Arvo, one of the great sprays, one of the great sprays ever caught on camera. Mm. You don't see it enough, I don't think. With yeah, coaches absolutely blowing their lid off. Something that would have happened every single game back yeah. in the day. That's what's funny because mm. back in the day, that was just par for the course. These that you know, what was brought up during the week, mm. uh, workplace harassment. They were saying that oh. there was workplace bullying. Someone you, someone was quoting professors at uni. kidding me. <laughs> you are kidding me, are you? I find that so funny. That people can... these days care too much about other people's feelings, I think. Yeah. I love, and I love they're bringing law into it. Because oh. the other thing, <laughs> the other one that was funny was Will Langford kissing Jared McVeigh on the cheek. Yeah. They were saying sexual harassment in the workplace. <laughs> 
Where do you draw the line? Uh, you can't is, do anything. Is anymore. that harassment? I find that one funny though, because what would you yeah. do if you were kissed on the cheek? It's unwanted oh, contact. Like if I was on a tram, I would be happy. <laughs> but, but if I was playing footy, it, it's know. funny because you were fondled on the tram once. <laughs> I was. So I don't know if you wanted that to be brought up publicly. Well, still before the court. But <laughs> We might need a dump. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Brad Scott spray. Brad Scott okay. spray. Now, the reason I brought it up is mm. because you're a massive fan of a video on YouTube. Yeah. And you, you've done some uh, some detective work. Well, it brought back memories, Scott Spray, of the greatest coach's spray of all time. Yeah. And that's not just me saying it. Literally, no. if you type in the greatest coach's <laughs> spray of all time into Google, this spray comes up. Yeah, that's the title of the video. Now, for this, I think, first emerged about 10 years ago, and it's been shrouded in mystery ever since. Mm-hmm about where it was recorded, which footy team it was for, yeah. and all that kind of thing. There's been, it's been hidden away, yeah. and the people a part of it have remained silent. Because you go in the comments section, and there's mm. a lot of uh, people speculating. There's yeah. a now lot we, of, uh, this team was up by 100. and Yeah. It's, it's odd. We, we can't play the whole thing now, yeah. but I think everyone would have heard this anyway over the past 10 years. Is it fair to call it viral? It's got to be viral. Yep. Yeah. Here's, here's the first part of it. We won't play the whole thing, just okay. the first part. Was it 70 points? We're up by half time. Granny, 70 points. Yeah. We've lost by three. Go and f*** yourself, fellas. Look, I could rant and rave. I could rant and rave, but I, I realised today that I'm coaching a shit football team. Today, today's the day, not the day the teddy bears had their picnic, it was the day, it was the day that I realised I was coaching a bunch of blokes that aren't there. Physically, I don't think we're there. Mentally, I don't think we're there. And it's doing my f***ing head in. <laughs> no, it, goes, it gets better than that. Like that's, You've got to play the solo bit. Why'd you cut it off there? Oh, we can't play the whole no, thing. play the solo. Do you have the solo bit? Yeah, we can play the All right, we've got to play the solo bit. I put the time in each way. I'll get Bano to do the videos. I'll get bananas. I'll get lollies. lollies. I'll get solo. <laughs> Shove the f***ing solo up your ass! Seriously! Seriously! I love just how amateur the recording sounds. Yeah. Sort of phone in the back of the rooms. Oh, now... Oh, brilliant. Until now... It takes me back. No one knows where it started. Yep. Where it was recorded, what game it was recorded, what, what happened in the match. This? Now, we were contacted during the week by someone... Yeah. ...who claims to know the person who made that speech. Now, you've mentioned this to me, and that is a massive revelation. Yeah. That is huge. Now... I don't want to give too much away because I don't want to. I don't want to give his name away because yeah. I think then a current affair might jump on board. Oh, yeah. Today, we're, tonight, if they're still going, we've got to cling onto this exclusive, yeah. sort of like with Aaron Cheng. And we're just—that's right. We need it's, to. We need, we need to, own to own this. this. Yeah. And we're, we're talking to him at the minute. <laughs> I haven't actually. T- I've got to his message bank. Yeah. So I don't want to blow anything. I don't want to take it too far. Yeah. But once we work out some conditions, we have SMS. <laughs> SMS. We may be able to speak to the coach. That is. The biggest news of 2017. Mm. Forget Dusty's tackle. Mm. That is massive. We're going to blow the lid on this thing. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> this thing is going to be blown wide open. Should we just hear the end of yeah, it? Yeah, play the end. You shit! <laughs> and we've lost, and you can all go f*** yourself, and next year I'm coaching St Albans. <laughs> this time next week, Will. Yep. There'll be developments. Will and MJ, 10pm next Sunday night. This could put us on the map. On the map. This is Will and MJ on Triple M, and MJ, it's time for... Will and MJ's Serious News. (laughs) No, no, no. Serious News.
All right, now you've taken this segment by the scruff of the neck in the last yep. few weeks because I, uh, I, I had a I had a real purple patch there. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Some, some amazing stories, like that bloke who um, mowed the lawn right in front of a yeah. tornado. Tornado mower. Mm. And, and then we actually spoke to him. We the next spoke week. to him. That turned out to be a nice little juicy uh, yeah. two weeker. Mm. Anyway, you've got this one again. Yeah, I do, and I didn't have to work too hard for this one. Actually, <laughs> I think you just spotted. It. <laughs> I just I spotted it on page three of the Herald Sun. So okay, now I didn't read it today. What now, is it? Well, now, the, the page three of the Herald Sun is always resort, reserved for the big stories of the day. Yeah. So you've what? got your front page story. Yeah, I'm seeing a plane bomb foiled. That's right. That's huge. That's huge. Is not, that it? No, not what I'm going to be talking about now. Because that is serious news. No. That would fit the, the quota. That would. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about this story down here, Will. Okay. Now, the headline reads, <laughs> hat fits, but the brand doesn't. Interesting. Now, that's mm. page, page three, you say? Yeah, page three. So it's obviously one of the big... It's what everyone in Melbourne's talking about well, today. Well, it's under the, the foiled plane bomb. I'm so surprised you haven't heard about yeah. it already. Okay. What is it? Channel 7 reporter Emily Angwin has been reprimanded for refusing to wear a hard hat on a CityLink site during a live television crop. <laughs> now, Emily Angwin does a brilliant job on Channel 7. I think you see her out at Carlton Games as well. She, really? she does the sideline reporting at Carlton Games. How far was she from the... Uh from well, the action. Well, I'll, so keep, I'll keep reading. Yeah. She caused havoc during a traffic <laughs> spot. <laughs> she caused havoc during a traffic spot on seven when she refused to wear appropriate safety equipment yeah. because, and I quote, yeah. it didn't fit her brand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't understand. Yeah. I don't often wear hard hats when I'm presenting the news. <laughs> I'm a news reporter. I'm like... <laughs> I'm just picturing a nice-dressed yeah. little blonde woman yeah. <laughs> causing havoc. Do you have a hard fascinator? <laughs> it goes on to say, staff from Transurban, oh the operators of the road, were concerned about the risks to her safety. This is back on July 12, what happened. So it's been building since then. Wow. Um, she didn't just stay on the ground, you see. Yeah. Um, it, the cross involved her climbing scaffolding. <laughs> Oh my God, well, that's, to, that's the problem. To reach a high vantage point to see the traffic below. Oh, well, she's an idiot then. Yeah. If you're climbing scaffolding, you got to wear, that's mm. just, it's one for one. You've got to wear a hard hat. Yeah. And, and you think, Channel, you know, Herald Sun are great. Great journalists work for yeah. the Herald Sun. No, that's a real page three story. Though. So they've obviously got in touch with Emily Anglin yep. to find out if she didn't wear a hat because it didn't fit her brand. Yeah. And then she confirmed to the paper that she refused to wear the hat. Didn't fit her brand. She's believed, she believed at the time that a high visibility vest was all that she was required to wear. Yeah, because that looks pretty funny, doesn't mm. it? it look, you look tough if you're wearing a high vis. Mm. It's a real politician's move. Yeah, but it goes on to say that she takes workplace safety very seriously. So. Yeah, I beg to differ, <laughs> Angwin. <laughs> Didn't fit her brand. <laughs> Didn't fit her brand. That's why I don't wear stockings here. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't it's not really part brand. of my brand. Or <laughs> The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, Will, the two biggest podcasts of all time. Yep. Uh, S-Town, which came out this year. Yep. And completely dominated. And Serial, which really put podcasting on the map. Number one of all time. And what have they got in common, MJ? Well, they involve incredible in-depth investigations. Into mysteries. Into mysteries. Now, mysteries is the key. Mm. Now, we wanted our own mystery. We did. And little did we know, we were researching one accidentally and it fell into our lap. Mm -hmm. Now, we weren't alone. No. The Harry Taylor handshake has <laughs> dominated headlines. It has. And it's probably our most well-researched piece of investigative journalism, I think, today. I think this show's been going on for a year, and yep. I can't remember us putting as much work as we have into, the, into something as we have this week into the handshake. Mainly out of pure curiosity. Now, I think it was originally Hamgate. Hamgate. Yeah, Hamgate was the title for a bit. But the official hashtag sort of moved on to Hamshake. 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 Yep. Now, for those who are unaware... 
for the uninitiated. Mm. I don't know how there could be anyone. Harry Taylor and Josh Jenkins. Now, this is where it started. Josh Jenkins fell sick from eating a dodgy piece of ham. And this is what Tex Walker had to say on Triple M on Monday morning. This is where the story broke. Yep. Well, I wasn't there when it actually happened, but JJ filled me in that when he shook Harry Taylor's hand, there was a slice of ham in there. In his hand. In his hand. In his hand. Because he got on the food food poisoning the week before from eating dodgy ham. We were in... um, Melbourne. Yeah, so we went to Crown and we had the buffet. And he did his tuck into the ham. Oh, he had a, he got, I had enough ham for about six Christmases. Now, that was ground zero. That's where the story blew up. Mm. And we first learned of Hamgate, Hamshake. Just uh, with that 25 seconds of audio we just played there, yeah. how many questions spring to mind? Oh, endless. Infinite is what, the What's answer. the number one that comes to your head? Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that Firstly. was my first in, initial reaction. <laughs> Secondly, where did Harry keep a piece of ham? That was that's probably the most important question that we asked ourselves. Yeah, where was the ham during the game? Yeah, because ham just doesn't magically arrive. Now, after more investigation, hmm. we discovered, and I've sort of uh, discovered myself that Harry Taylor was intending to shake the hand of Josh Jenkins before the game with a piece of ham, twenty-five grams of deli ham, mm-hmm. to get into his head. Which I completely understand. And it was brought up and suggested by a very high-profile teammate, as confirmed by Josh Jenkins on Triple M Radio on Wednesday. I saw him rolling something up just as we sort of walked mm. toward each other. I thought it was his tape, just, you know, right, just yep. his finger tape. And I thought, oh, it's a bit weird. But anyway, and he sort of reached out and I knew he had it in his hand. Mm. Um, we sort of separated and I had some shaved deli ham in my hand. <laughs> well, you just looked at it. Yeah, you didn't, well, well, you didn't just, even talk to him. No, we didn't speak. I think... <laughs> Danger sort of thrilled up to him at lunch the day of the game and said, well, it'd be funny if you give him a piece of ham. So that's Josh Jenkins explaining the situation to Louis and Jars over there on the rush hour in Adelaide. Yep. And he's brought up the name of Patrick Dangerfield. Huge revelation. Mm. Now, Harry Taylor, of course, shook the hand with the ham after the game. So the question remains, where did he keep a piece of ham? Because he had it on him Mm. as the siren went. He did. So what we know, as confirmed by both Coach Chris Scott, and Adelaide player Daniel Talia at a question and answer session this week. So you've got two sources Two on sources. This. They're unrelated and they corroborated the same story. Harry Taylor kept the piece of ham in his sock. <laughs> in his sock. Which is one of the most disgusting things I've ever pictured. Now, Chris Scott said as mm. far, he basically confirmed if Harry Taylor can kick five goals with a piece of ham in his sock, then I have no issue with him playing with a piece of ham in his sock. <laughs> Or any other cured meat for that Any matter. other cured meat. Like you had the you had a handshake with a piece of salami. That's right. During, mix, during mixed netball. <laughs> There's no better way to throw an opposition off than you, taking cured meats onto the court. Exactly. I you, completely understand that for, aside from Harry Taylor. Yep. What we need to get to the bottom of. Yes. And this is what Harry Taylor needs to answer. Yeah. And only Harry Taylor and Harry Taylor alone can. Yep. Why he chose to continue with the practical <laughs> joke when the game was over and he'd lost. He'd lost the game and he still thought it'd be funny. It's not over net yet. No. Harry Taylor has been kept in cotton wool by the Geelong media department. Can't get a word out of him. He hasn't spoken before yep. or after the game. He, this is a figurehead of the club, a bloke <laughs> who's normally doing interviews for tr- this Triple M in particular. He's a veteran. He's very we love, vocal. We love getting him on here. Yeah. Geelong have said no. Yeah. They are not putting, allowing any interviews with him. So until that happens... Yeah, I think there's more to it. There's definitely more to it. So stay tuned and... <laughs> Be assured that we're on top of it. Yeah, we're going to keep our finger on the pulse because he wouldn't expect none less from Will and MJ on Triple M. 
Now, MJ, what do you mm. think when you hear the term O-bike? Uh, not much. Now, these are the yellow bikes. I've whinged about them before. You I've, should know what I'm talking I've about. I've seen the yellow bikes around the city. I didn't know what they were. they called? O-bikes. O-bikes. One okay. word, O-bike. And mm. they have appeared like a bloody fungus. They are everywhere. Like mushrooms. Now, I commute between East Melbourne and South Melbourne, yep. and they're everywhere. If you're within two kilometres of the city right now, look out your window, and I guarantee there's one within your vision. Mm. That's how common they are. And these things are such a nuisance. Why? They clog the footpath. They are a tripping hazard. They are blocking <laughs> vital cycling storage all over the city. There's cyclists that hate them. They think they can't lock up their bikes because there's these bikes taking up the storage. Really? Okay. And they are annoying for people to ride around, to walk around. And also, they are unsightly. And <laughs> there are currently at least six in the Yarra. <laughs> Excuse me? Six of the... Like, I'll show you on my laptop here. There's six bikes with GPS trackers. Oh, on the... Oh, you Literally, can see the GPS. So people are launching them into the Yarra, are they? When they're pissed, I assume, I'm finding it funny <laughs> to throw yeah. these ugly yellow bikes I imagine Irish Yarra. backpackers, probably. <laughs> I'm picturing backpackers, backpackers of many nationalities. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not encouraging Yarra. that, but I just wanted to get that off my chest because I think this... So if you have a O-bike near the Yarra, just keep, don't, keep, it, keep it out. Keep it dry. Yeah, we don't, don't want, we don't want HTO bikes. Okay. All right. But, well, if anyone has a particular viewpoint on the O-bikes, I'm not really that passionate or care yeah. either way. But if you... Like them or don't like them. Let them know. Yeah. Let us know on the Will and MJ Facebook page because Will, you're weirdly passionate weirdly about passionate, it. Weirdly passionate, yeah. But anyway, jump on the Will and MJ Facebook page mm-hmm. anyway and give us a like and follow the podcast and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. That gives us a massive hand. It really does. With the, did you see the Howie games this week? What's that? Up number two in the sports section. Oh, is it? Yeah, we're down. We're what? down about hundred. Why are you plugging other podcasts? Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> This has been Will and MJ on Triple M, and we'll catch you next week. Next week, and a big exclusive next week with the yeah. man responsible for the greatest coaching spray of all time. It's going to be something special. We're currently in negotiations with him. <laughs> we, he may we may recreate it. Yeah. Well, I've SMSed him. We'll see. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. We'll be back at 10 p.m. next Sunday night. Woo!